in terms of this growth thing, it's like understanding that I am enough to be out on my own and that I have all the skill and capacity and ability to do what I want to do and find out what that is. You're listening to Ease and Grow, a podcast about life lessons, wellness, and growing into your authentic self. I'm your host, Sika, a millennial writer, thinker, feeler, and heart-centered creative human. I'm obsessed with personal growth and soaking up as much joy as we can on this crazy ride of life. If you've ever found yourself thinking, there's got to be more than this, then this is for you. Let's get to it. Hello, and welcome back to Ease and Grow. If you're a loyal listener, I love you. Thanks for tuning in. And if you're new, welcome. I'm so happy that you're here and tuning in, getting your ease on and getting your growth on. I'm super excited. Today we have a brand new series of the show, the Call of Friends series that came to me in a fit of inspiration. I don't know about you guys. I just get inspiration randomly. I'm in the shower. I just meditated or I went for a walk. These are all times when inspiration just comes to me. And I was like, oh my God, call a friend. That would be so fun. I love talking about friendship. I love talking to my friends. We have great conversations that would be beneficial to others to hear, I guess. I mean, some of the conversations, not all of them, but some of them are helpful. And today I have my friend Eliza Rodrigues who I met through the Made to Do This online course, Kathy Heller's course I've mentioned a couple times. And we're both just trying to find a way to make a living doing what we love. We're just regular girls trying to figure out this life thing. (laughs) And we have some really good chats. And I was like, you should just come on my show and we should just chat. And that's what we did. It's a nice little girl chat. But we also talk about some serious things. We talk about the pandemic, how she's adjusted to her new life. She moved back home, which a lot of us have. I've been home for a couple years now, so I've been home even before the pandemic. Uh, We talk about fear of judgment when we're starting something new, creativity, following the flow of inspiration, which is what I'm doing now with this new series. Um, We talk about her bath routine, which is very in-depth, and I'm debating making a graphic of her specific routine of how to take a bath. I'm trying to get into baths as a form of self-care. We talk about her gym routine, her physical activity, self-care tools, and then of course we end the episode with what she looks for in a friend, how she has made lots of her friends, and any tips she has for others to make friends. This is a friend-themed episode. So we have a lot to look forward to. I can't wait for you to hear it. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any housekeeping I have for you. Mm. Oh, I'm getting the second dose of the vaccine this week, and I'm very, very excited to be part of the Vax Club. A lot of my family already has theirs and they are feeling more safe and secure. And I just cannot wait to feel that relief of, oh, 
I can go be in the world. And of course, it's not going to be back to normal. We're still going to wear masks. We're still going to take precautions. But it's just really nice to feel like that level of protection is there. So I'm very excited about that. Um, What else is new? Oh, I thought of this (laughs) this week. I want to start updating you guys on things that I'm obsessed with because that's kind of one of the questions I ask in this Call of Friends series. And something that I'm obsessed with lately is the Harper's Bazaar What I Eat in a Day videos. And she has, she, (laughs) she, the magazine, (laughs) the YouTube channel for the magazine, Harper's Bazaar. They have all of these celebrities and public figures come on and share all the foods they eat in a day. And I just love the mundane kind of like, what do you eat in a day? Like, what time do you wake up? What time do you go to sleep? Like, what do you do on a Saturday? Like, those are the things I'm interested in. So I'm obsessed with the series. I've watched like probably 15 of them in the past two days I discovered this channel. I mean, the series on the channel. So I'll link that below for you all to enjoy as well. My favorite so far was Ashley Graham, Nicole Byer, and randomly Kylie Jenner's was <laughs> really interesting to me too. I just love, she's a fan of bone broth, which I've been meaning to get into. But yeah, that's something I'm obsessed with lately. Let me know on the comment section of this week's post what you're obsessed with lately. I'm just fascinated with this stuff. I don't know. Is it just me? Let me know if you're like, this is boring. I don't care about this. (laughs) It's just so interesting to me. I love knowing how people spend their day-to-day life. That's the most interesting thing to me. But yeah, without further ado, let's introduce Eliza and get to this Call a Friend inaugural episode. Okay. Eliza is a fitness and health coach from Massachusetts, currently working as a mindset coach who deeply believes in the power of our thoughts and bringing joy to our everyday life. This is a fun one. I can't wait for you to hear. And also, I just remembered (laughs) when we recorded this, I was having a bit of an issue with my mic slash my laptop. I ended up having to go to Apple and get them to work on my laptop a bit. So we had to record this without my actual podcasting mic. So please excuse any audio issues that that presents. I listened back and it sounded fine to me, but just in case you notice something different, that's what it is. All right, let's head to the interview. Okay, welcome to the show, Eliza. I'm so excited to have you on Ease and Grow's premiere Call a Friend episode. Yay! Thank you so much for having me. You can't see me, but I'm dancing. I love your dance moves. (laughs) I love your fish dance moves. It's beautiful. So basically, this is all of the listeners' reminder to check in on their friends, even a quick note wishing them a great day or sharing how grateful they are for them. That's what the show is a reminder for. So anytime you see a call a friend episode, I want listeners to check in on their friends. But we're going to start with you because you're my friend and we (laughs) met in May to do this. So Eliza, tell everyone who you are, what you do, what matters to you, 
the whole spiel. Uh, as much as you want to share. How long do you have? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, who am I? Um, well, my name is Eliza. Um, I grew up in New England and um, just spent about s- almost seven years living in California and then moved back during the pandemic um, last summer to be kind of closer to, to family and um, have spent the past, I don't know, almost a year, nine-ish months um, working on building a business um, around mindset coaching and um, kind of helping people unpack resistance and find ways to be happy and healthy and lead really wonderful lives. Um, and yeah, I mean, I would say that's really what's important to me right now is just like maintaining joy and being as happy as possible and um, really taking care of myself. I feel like the whole world just hit a brick wall last year and everyone's been slowly trying to pick up the pieces. And for me, that's just been really consciously, um, you know, making sure I'm exercising. I'm a CrossFit coach a nutrition coach, just making sure I'm like taking care of my physical body. And, and I've also been diving into a whole bunch of meditation and spiritual practices um, that I've found to be super helpful and that I now want to share with other people because I really feel like this is a really holistic approach to wellness, even though I don't like that word at all. Um, but really just kind of stepping into yourself and um, being easy with the process and being able to give yourself grace in hard circumstances. So um, yeah, I could talk more about so many things, but I'll just leave it there for now. <laughs> I love that. Did you share that you were a fitness coach as well? Yes. Yeah. I, uh, I'm a level one CrossFit instructor. I was coaching at NC Fit in um, the San Jose area, Northern California, uh, for about a year and a half before COVID hit. And then um, in that process of kind of the shutdown, well, I was actually also working at a commercial construction company uh, for about five years and kind of coaching CrossFit on the side. And then springtime um, decided to delve more into nutrition just because we had so much time at home and I kind of wanted to dial in my own nutrition. So um, got a certification through Precision Nutrition to be able to help others with that. And then um, kind of melded those together and then added a bunch of mindset stuff. And I've kind of just been layering and picking up pieces as I've been going. So um, yeah, that's where I'm at now. So tell me what you don't like about the term wellness, because (laughs) I like the term wellness and I was surprised that you said you don't like it. Well, I guess I'll say I I like wellness more than well-being. I just, I feel like it's been done. um, And I don't, think that describing myself as a wellness coach or a well-being coach feels very true to me because there's so much about me and the way that I live my life and the way that I sort of like organize my time and spend my days. It feels very intentional and almost like boots to the ground and um, methodical. And I just kind of feel like wellness can be really like a floaty, airy sort of like I'm a wellness coach. Um, And I just sometimes don't feel like it really hones in on what exactly you're helping or serving and how you're doing it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think you and I can both relate to this as we were just talking about this a few minutes ago is trying to find words that really are true to the expression of who you feel like you are and how you can help people and how you can stand out from a crowd in a way that feels authentic to you. So yeah. What do you feel about the word? What is it? How does it feel to you? It's funny. I like the word, but I think I picked it up in a unique way because I learned about the whole wellness industry as I was in LA for a year. So when I think of wellness, I think of something 
very specific and like spirituality and like human design and like Ayurveda and everything in that mm. bucket, like almost like a spiritualness. And but then I was talking to someone in Maine to do this. They're like, oh, I saw you, you were like wellness and like fitness stuff. And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> wellness and fitness are like so separated in my brain. Interesting. And she initially yeah. thought of like fitness. And I'm like, oh, it's so interesting because everyone has their own connotations of all these different terms. So yeah, just interesting to think of that. Yeah, of course. Um, okay. I have some questions prepared for you. I promise this would be fun and not <laughs> too deep. Um, Hit me. I'm so excited. What were you doing at this exact time yesterday? Um, five o'clock. I was, I think I was walking my dog. I have a four month old black lab puppy whose name is Toby. And oh, are we interrupting his walk time? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, we had this whole episode. I won't go into it, but we went to the vet yesterday and we were on the road all day. And um, I live and work at an all girls school, a high school boarding school in the Berkshires in Massachusetts. And uh, I have one night a week where I'm basically like an adult on call and I'm kind of downstairs and a presence in the main building. And so I was working at 530. So we were kind of hustling back from my family's house. And I think I was taking him out to pee right now. So <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay. So you were visiting family. You were on the way back from yes. visiting family. Oh, yeah. nice. That's nice. Yeah. It's interesting because in quarantine, there probably aren't as many things that people are doing from day to day. So I'm glad that you're actually doing something different than like <laughs> sitting yeah. here, which I think I was just sitting here. Like, I don't think I even was doing anything interesting. Yeah. Um, it's weird how the quarantine days can feel like Groundhog Day. I try to do something different at least like every other day. So I don't feel like it's just my life on repeat over and over and over again. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. We have to take that like initiative to make it different. Mm -hmm. Um, what was the last text message you received? Um, it was from my mom. Juicy. <laughs> so juicy. She just said, I'm planning on it. <laughs> um, yeah, she, I was asking her if she wanted to have dinner tonight and she just got some blood drawn and was feeling kind of weird. So she was just going to pick up some soup and call the night. And then I said, okay, hope you feel better. Talk soon. And she said she was planning on feeling better. Oh, okay. That's nice. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Check in with mom. Yeah. Otherwise, it's probably from you before that. Yeah. <laughs> is she nearby or is other family nearby? Yeah. 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 She's nearby. She's like 15 minutes from here. Sweet. That's nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. What areas of your life are you feeling ease? Oh, um, I would say just because this is such a sharp contrast to what I used to feel, but I feel a lot of ease in the way that my days evolve and play out. And I used to be really stressed out about scheduling things and making sure I had time slots for things. And now I'm like, if I get to exercise in the days that I'm planning to exercise and I get to snuggle my dog on the floor, like it's a good day and everything else can kind of just like be dropped or be postponed or get done. And it's kind of all groovy. Like it doesn't really matter. It's just being able to kind of feel into, yeah, just the ease of the day and not feel stressed and pressured about getting stuff done, which I'm so grateful for that feeling because I spent so long at the other end of that pole. <laughs> yeah, I can relate to that. That yeah. was a lesson I 
kind of learned around episode seven and eight of the podcast. I don't even know what it was. I think it was around Valentine's Day, actually. So February, when I was just like so rigid about like, I have to wake up at this time and I have to do these things. And like, if I don't and I feel really bad, it's like, why? <laughs> yeah. You just like enjoy whatever happens and enjoy, like, give yourself that grace to be like, okay, I'm not perfect. Like I don't have to make every day this exact formula. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's two things I want to say about this because I feel like this is such an important thing to talk about is when we started this quarantine, everybody was like, okay, how can I maximize my day and do fun stuff and, you know, have beers on a zoom call at five o'clock when I'm supposed to be at work. And, you know, just kind of like, everyone was like, woo, we're on zoom. Right. And then a few months later, it was like, oh my God, all of our days look the same. How do we change this? And people got like panicked that they weren't able to like go to the gym and go to the grocery store and get in the car and do the errands because I feel like everybody was so swept up in the busy that once nobody was allowed to do anything anymore, people got sad about it. They got like overwhelmed with the lack of options, if that's even possible. Like they, I think it just, I mean, for me too, it was just kind of like, this doesn't feel good. And then, um, you know, and then the ebb and flow of COVID, but then just to share something from my own personal experience, two months ago now, I think maybe this mid-March, I um, mysteriously came down with COVID and was home for a week. And because I live at a school, the lockdown was like a super strict quarantine for 10 days since onset of symptoms, all that stuff. Everybody was really safe about it. Everyone here is like very plugged into, you know, like all the CDC stuff. But I, at, by the start of my quarantine was feeling fine. So I wasn't like sleeping on the couch. I was just physically in my apartment, unable to do anything. <laughs> Couldn't go outside. My dog was with a friend. Like it was this whole period of like, oh my gosh, I have to get comfortable with this silence. And that was for the first couple of days, it was like a very, very, very uncomfortable feeling. And it's the, it's that like stillness that you feel when the busy gets pulled away that you just kind of like get enveloped by. And then you sit with it and you're like, okay, well, I don't have anything to plan and I can't do anything. So what do I want to do right now? And I think I told you, like, I would take baths at like two o'clock in the afternoon, like be painting my nails at like nine in the morning. Like just, you know, there was no rhythm to the day and it was so refreshing. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's like vacation time, which I'm always longing for. Like, I don't give myself permission to be on vacation time unless I'm on a vacation. So until I go somewhere, until I like travel somewhere, it's so hard to embody that when you're in the same environment like I don't know why like it's terrible yeah that's such a good point like I just want to be free but I can't because I'm like (laughs) trapped in my mindset that is affiliated with this environment so yeah yeah that's a yeah that's a really good point practice that you had at least um in addition to ease of course we're on ease and grow so what areas of your life do you feel that you have some room to grow or maybe one area that you're focusing on or multiple areas Well, I would say in relation to, I mean, obviously I want to grow my business, but that's like a superficial thing. Um, It's not superficial. I I want to grow my business. Um, Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm really stepping out on my own now. I spent a lot of time working for other people and being validated by other people and having my confidence be given to me in the form of a salary. And yes, you can work here and we've approved your application and, you know, and it's, I think that's how many of us live our lives. And I, 
you know, I'm honestly really grateful for the, for the pandemic. A lot of things in my life changed a lot of big, big things and coming home was just really an opportunity for me to be like, Oh my God, who am I <laughs> in a very like existential and also cliche way of just like, okay, I'm turning 30. I turned 30 in a quarantine environment and I couldn't see or hug. I mean, I saw them, but I couldn't be close to any of my family or friends. Um, and it was just this like reckoning moment of like, how, how do I want to lead my, live my life now and lead my own life? And I think in terms of this growth thing, it's like understanding that I am enough to be out on my own and that I have all the skill and capacity and ability to do what I want to do and find out what that is. Um, instead of just being like handed things from other people in like the enabling sense of, you know, not handed things, but being given opportunities based on the fact that I got straight A's or, you know, whatever the qualifications were. Um, so just, and also just having confidence in myself that this is something that I can do. Cause I, you know, we always see these people who are crazy successful and look like they're always on vacation. And I'm like, why can't I do that? <laughs> but I think it's growing into the fact that like we are feeling into the feelings of knowing that we can, and then taking the steps to make the changes that we want to see. So I'm working on that. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it's so hard to detach from that external validation it's so like ingrained in our culture to look mm -hmm. for that like that's where I feel like a lot of the blocks come from that we have like any limiting beliefs that we have it's like oh I'm gonna look dumb oh I'm gonna fail publicly or mm -hmm. I'm gonna be humiliated like it's all about like external kind of like the perception that comes towards mm -hmm. us and it's not even about I feel good. It's no, it's like, no, other people are going to think I'm dumb. Mm -hmm. But if I feel good when I'm doing it, it's like, there's like a disconnect there that we really yeah. need to bridge of like, I like doing this thing. Even if other people think I look dumb, other people, like whoever those people are. I yeah. loved Kathy's episode with Martha Beck, where she was like, who are the other people? Like, it's like five people. <laughs> it's yeah. like not even that many people are like, yeah, well, it's my mom. It's yeah. that guy I went to high school with. And it's this person who I used to work with. And yeah, that's, those are the yeah. people I'm scared of. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It's so funny. I mean, like, I think what we're all learning now is to do anything out of inspiration and inspiration only. Like gone are the days, at least for me, of sitting down and being like, oh, I have to get this done. It's like, if it doesn't feel good, go do something else <laughs> because you, there's not going to be anything productive that comes out of like forcing your way through something, you know, even especially if it's like a creative outlet, like if you're making, if you're building a business and making something in Canva or brainstorming or journaling, like obviously journaling can help remove some of those blocks, but any other creative endeavor, I feel like you have to be in the flow. And if you start from a place of not being in the flow, it doesn't get you anywhere. And then you just feel more resistance at the end of the process. And you're like, well, I can't do this, <laughs> yeah. you know? So yeah and not being in touch with our bodies it's like we're so mind focused that we don't yeah. even feel like my body is telling me to take a break but mm -hmm. my mind is telling me I have to do this thing it's like no but your body doesn't want to right now it's like we yeah. always are like detached like a head or a body it's like yeah we need to integrate them so yeah I've actually been trying to meditate more because I feel like I just there's so much resistance that goes away right after meditation that I try to take advantage of those times to start something <laughs> because I'm like, okay, I'm feeling funky, but I kind of want to get this done. So let's see if I can meditate and like kick some of this back and then start again and see if I feel differently. So does it work? It's yeah. It's been an interesting process. It's worked for a couple of things. Other times I just, I'm still so in my head about it that I can't actually get down enough into meditation. 
and then it doesn't work. But I also saw this really funny quote the other day. Well, I don't know if it was funny, but it was very um, resonant. And it said something like procrastination, something about like we procrastinate because it means that once it's done, then other people in the world get to judge it or something. And I was like, Ooh, that's real. (laughs) You know, like it's that, it's that validation that we're always looking for. And it's that work of like really not giving a shit what other people think. And um, that's really hard. I mean, it's really hard for me. It's really hard for a lot of people that I know and just trying to find that space that feels good so that no matter what you're putting out into the world, you were like, I felt great when I made this, like this didn't come from a place of struggle. And like, I, that was, we're always, always, always just doing the best that we can with what we have. Like that's my number one rule. So it's like trying to eliminate self-judgment and, you know, the should have, would have, could have, and the hindsight's 2020, all that stuff. It's like, no, it's like, I was just doing the best that I can, that I, or I was doing the best that I could in the moment. Like that's, that's it, you know, and um, leading that way. So. I hope you're loving this episode. I just quickly wanted to interrupt to let you know that if you're thinking of starting a podcast, then I have a great recommendation for you. Ease and Grow is hosted on Buzzsprout and it has saved my life. (laughs) Not to overstate, but when I was starting the podcast, I was very overwhelmed by all the different options out there. There There's so many different hosts. There are so many different editing platforms. There's a lot that goes into it. And it's so nice to have the reassurance of a really easy to understand interface like Buzzsprout that sends your podcast to all the right platforms every week. And it really takes care of you. They're great with customer service. I've emailed them and they've helped me immensely. So I just wanted to let you know that if you sign up for a paid plan with Buzzsprout and you use the link in the show notes, it lets them know that Ease and Grow sent you and you'll get a $20 Amazon gift card when you sign up for a paid plan. So I think that's a really great incentive and it's just a really great interface when you're trying to learn a whole new technology system like podcasting. It was daunting for me and they made it nice and easy. So Yep, that's there for you. Go in the show notes or head to the episode webpage. And let's get back to this episode. Yeah, and it even goes back to like, you do the work that you want to do as opposed to like, I did this and everyone else loves it, but I hate it. Like, I would rather love it than have it come out as something that I struggled on and it came out like, okay, this is what perfect looks like, but I don't actually really like it. But I'm yeah. like, it's so great. I love this outfit. Like it's, I, I have this with my sister too. Sometimes she'll be like, oh yeah, I love this outfit and you should, you should wear that. And I'm like, I don't like it. I'm not going <laughs> to wear it because you like it. Like I want to like it. Yeah. I'm wearing it. So yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah it's, and as we get older, that gets easier. Right. I mean, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. Ideally. Yeah. So as we're talking about meditation, what are kind of your self-care tools when you're feeling overwhelmed or stressed? Uh, what other tools do you have other than meditation? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I am, my number one is getting outside. Um, it's a little bit harder now that I'm back in New England and, you know, hike outside in the winter. Actually, I was doing a lot of it and it was great. Um, but actually, ironically, they kind of went down in frequency once I got a puppy just because he was pretty small and couldn't be with me all the time on hike. So that's something I'm looking forward to getting more of, but definitely nature. When I was out West, um, 
I was in the mountains every weekend and that's really like my happy place. There's just something about like the trees and the connection and the ground. And I mean, it's all just there. Um, but I also am a pretty religious bath taker. Um, I try to do it at least once a week and it's usually on a Thursday. So I'll be doing it tonight. Um, <laughs> but it's, I, I, I take a bath on like the days that I don't go to the gym and I dump like more than the recommended amount of Epsom salts in and throw some essential oils in and, <laughs> Sometimes I'll watch a funny movie. Sometimes I'll listen to a podcast. Sometimes I'll read a book, like whatever I'm in the mood for. But it's always like a scalding hot tub. And I just sit in there as long as I can. And I kind of get dizzy. And then I sit up and drink some water and then go back in. Oh my um, God. And then I, some nights I will, yeah, some nights I'll try to like s- simulate like a hot cold therapy and I'll drain the tub and take like a freezing cold shower. Um, wow. But other than that, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of a sucker for like the sleep aid stuff. So I have this. Uh, and I also exercise a lot. So my muscles are like pretty much always sore. So I have this like magnesium spray that sometimes I'll use. Um, I have some doTERRA stuff. There's this stuff called deep blue. That's like a muscle rub. Um, I have this sleep spray that I use on my pillows, just kind of like little hacks that I can use to feel like I'm taking better care of myself. Um, recently I've been trying to dial back my bedtime, but I just feel like I'm doing so much stuff after the like 6 p.m. hour that my bedtime kind of slips. But those are the big ones, I would say. And then just watching funny stuff is like a huge one when I'm feeling really low or kind of crappy. My favorite thing is the Eurovision, the story of Fire Saga. It's like I've probably seen it a dozen times. Anyone who knows me knows that I'm obsessed with that movie. Um, Anything Will Will Ferrell's audition tape from SNL, go look it up. It's hysterical. Um, Kate McKinnon. I mean, just funny stuff, just stuff that makes you laugh because I feel like that's like the ultimate version of self-care is just getting out of your own way and feeling good. So I'm obsessed. Okay. I have so many follow-up questions from that. (laughs) What is your current sleep time and wake up time on average? Yeah. So right now, um, I would say on average, I go to bed at mm, maybe 11 and I wake up at between 730 and eight. I would like it to be I don't know, 10, 15, 10, 30 and wake up at like 6.30, maybe seven o'clock. Um, but it's kind of dependent right now on Toby's sleep schedule. So I'm, he's, he's, he gets up pretty consistently at like 7.30, 7.45. So um, yeah, we've just been sleeping in later. I need to kind of dial that in a little bit, but it's I go to the- because your current is my goal. Oh, really? (laughs) Whenever I get up before eight, I feel great. (laughs) You're like, I'm working on it. I'm like, that is my goal. (laughs) Well, it's interesting because I've been trying to really build like a solid meditation practice and I want to do it at the same time every day because I felt that that helps me the most. So in order to do that, I want to be up earlier. So I have that time because I go to the gym usually every morning at nine. So, you know, I take the dog out at like 830, get in the car. It's, only, it's like down the road. So it's not that big of a deal, but just being able to have that time in the morning would be huge. And then I also, I just, I'm one of those people that needs like nine hours of sleep. And I know that about myself. Um, and just, I mean, with the amount that I put my body through, <laughs> like in terms of like physical activity and um, I just know that I need it. So I try to get it in. And I'm also you know, I want to be with the kind of person that like reads a book before bed. Like that's my goal is to get in bed, like it half an hour before I actually fall asleep and do some reading and like get sleepy. So yeah. <laughs> we're working okay. on it. You're bringing up physical activity. So now I really want to know what your fitness 
like routine is like what do you do at the gym like what are you like staying for hours like what's going on (laughs) physical activity so yeah so um I go to a CrossFit gym uh CrossFit I guess it's now Community Fitness Pittsfield in Pittsfield Massachusetts um and I there's a nine o'clock class that I do Monday Tuesday Wednesday and Saturday uh and it's only an hour um it's high intensity interval training basically um but it's cardio weightlifting um high rep, low rep, depends on the day. We follow certain CrossFit programming that um, came out of a company called Comp Train, who's that's owned, this is like CrossFit talk, but owned by Ben Bergeron, who is um, like one of the most famous CrossFit athletes coaches, this girl, Katrin David's daughter. Um, so they, it's kind of like CrossFit in general, it, the way it started is there was like a workout posted on the website and then everybody in the CrossFit realm would do it. Now it's kind of splintered off. There's different programming packages. The gym that I used and that I coached at in California is different programming that will be used now at my new gym. Um, so it's really just dependent on like what the gym owners want to do, but their classes are an hour. Um, and so, yeah, so Thursday and Sunday I take off Thursday. I just usually chill. Like I, I don't do anything. I take a bath, hang out with my dog and just like eat food. <laughs> and then Sunday. Um, and, and then Sunday I usually try to do like a hike or go see family and go for a walk or just do something that's like a little bit more active, but mm-hmm. I'm like pretty religious about my rest days. Like I won't do stuff on Thursday and Sunday. Um, just because over the years I've feel, I feel like it's really important for me to take. Oh those yeah. Days. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Do you stretch in this mix? I do. I don't as much as I should. I've been doing more right after I work out, which I feel like feels the best for me and my body. Everybody's different, but, um, yeah, I've, I've definitely felt that I've, I always have like traditionally tight hamstrings. Like they're just, they will never be loose. They will never be limber. (laughs) Um, so that's something that I'm always kind of working on, but, uh, yeah, on actually on Thursday, I will do some like light stretching and stuff. I'm actually sitting on a yoga mat right now I was using earlier. So it's kind of like when the mood strikes, um, okay. probably something else that I should incorporate, but just haven't really felt the need to yet. I like that you have like a class. I feel like that's the way I thrive. I need like a class. I need something to like, tell me what to do. I love being told what to do and mm-hmm. like, just doing as much as my body will let me. Like I may like need mm-hmm. to do modifications or whatever, but if, as long as I get through the whole class, I'm like, awesome, done. And I could cross yeah. off my list. But when it's like, oh, watch a YouTube video or don't and just <laughs> watch a funny YouTube video. Then I'm like, yeah, oh, I have to really like get myself yeah. to do a workout. Other than that, I'll just do yoga. Like I love starting my days with yoga, but other than that, it's yeah. not, not, I need to get my heart pumping, I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's interesting because yes, I completely agree with you. I am hundred percent team. Tell me what to do. I'm just like, the great thing about going to the cross in the beginning was I, when I first found it was I could just go and turn my brain off and just like do the movements. And it was really great. Um, but it's now I realize it's more, it's about the energy of the room that you're in and the people that you're around, um, yeah. you know, and that's like the biggest thing. And as a coach, that's what I really realized when I started coaching is I was like, Oh, this has nothing to do with just like people showing going up and doing the movements, you know, it's about like what you're curating for them and how you're supporting them through the day and through the hour. And, um, yeah. And that's why I fell in love with like coaching in general. Cause I was like, this is really fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I miss like going to classes with other people. Like maybe one day soon I'll have that experience again, 
but not yeah. I haven't had it in forever. And it's just what kind of stuff alone. did you do? I loved um uh, I I liked aerial yoga classes. I Ooh, liked I have to try um, spin soul cycle. Like mm-hmm. I would love a soul cycle class because I love music. So it's just like combining everything I love. Yeah. Um I didn't go that often just because I'm like frugal. But if I could afford it and there was like unlimited resources, I would do that every week. Like I, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So fun. Especially Soul Cycle where they like turn the lights off. Yeah. <laughs> you're like literally you're in, a in a club. You're just <laughs> in a club yeah. and you're also getting a workout in. It's like, this is everything yeah. I want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wish I liked biking more. I don't feel like it's enough full body for me, but like it I need isn't. to be like yeah. stretching and going to extension and like doing all that stuff. But I totally... Yeah. I totally hear that. I think it's, it's really- a once a week thing. You definitely need yeah. to like lift weights outside of a bike, but yeah. Yes. Yeah, I like exactly. It. Okay. Wait, going back to your bath. I have a lot of questions about the bath. <laughs> Hit me. I love talking about baths. <laughs> <laughs> so I was talking with a friend cause I decided to take a bath a couple weeks ago uh-huh. and I like didn't test the water with my foot. I tested <laughs> it with my hand and it was so hot and I already put the bath bomb in and I was like I have to waste some of this bath bomb because I can't get in this like I'm gonna scald my whole body mm-hmm. so I had mm-hmm. to like drain it and like how okay how long are you in these baths for okay you well, out and off, get back in. you want to know my secret because I feel like temperature control is different every single time I run the tub that I finally was like screw it I'm just gonna run only the hot water <laughs> So I fill my bathtub with excruciatingly hot water, like whatever comes out of my hot water faucet. Um, I also am fortunate enough to live in a, an old building, like Georgian style brick building um, with these big, deep soaker tubs that I can fit my entire body in stretched out, which I'm five seven. So that's like saying a lot. Wow. Um, yeah. So I, I run it scalding and then I put Epsom salts in it. I put essential oils in it and I just kind of let it sit and I let it cool down to a temperature that I can get. Like I step in the tub and it usually goes up to, I don't know, like my mid chin or something. And if I'm good for like 15 seconds, then I know that I can get in the tub, like between like the 10 and 15 second mark. I'm like, okay, this is comfortable because yeah, if you try to test it with your hands, your, I mean, your skin on your hands is much thicker, especially like vinyl. So like winter lifting weights, whatever it is, like the hands are not the tester part of the body for hot water, right? Like a baby food, they always go to like the upper lip or whatever. Um, but yeah, so hot as possible and then get your leg in and if you can hold it. And the other thing is like, I mean, it's different for different skin types, but like, I also am fairly fair. So like my skin will turn like lobster red and I'll know that it's too hot, but once I can be like comfortably submersed in the water, um, and you know, you, you can't feel like panicky about it. It's got to be comfortable. It's got to be yeah. relaxing. Right. And then I usually try to stay in there for like 30 to 40 minutes. Whoa. Um, yeah. And sometimes actually what I'll do is I will stay for 30, 40 minutes and then like sit up, sit on the side of the tub in the towel or like, you know, drink, I actually take a ton of water in with you. That's the other thing. Okay. Usually I'll put a little bit of Himalayan salt in like a big water bottle like a cold 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 water because by the time you get there to drink it it's like the perfect thing um so sip on that and then uh yeah and then I'll run the tub I'll drain some of the water out of the bottom like 30 40 minutes in and then I'll re-douse it with some more hot water and then I'll do another (laughs) like 20 minutes I mean this is like a full thing 
Um, this is the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. But then the other thing is I try to, when I get out of the tub, wrap myself in a towel and then I put a robe over my towel. And the key is to try to get ready for bed, like before you get in the tub. So you don't have to do much of it before, like right as you get out, before you go to sleep. And then I usually just go to bed. Like if I, there's a couple more things I have to do, whatever, fine. But, um, and your body kind of is like still cooking and it just feels really good, especially when it's cold outside. Um, so yeah, depends on the weather, of course, but that's kind of like my rundown. All the oils. No, no. If I'm doing it, it's like a relaxation thing. Okay. That's a good question. So if I'm doing it mostly for relaxation, like if I'm like, okay, I'm going to go have a Zen hour, I'll just try to go to bed from the tub. But if I'm like doing it for muscle recovery, or if I'm like doing it intentionally as self-care, I'll do the cold shower after. And I will drain the tub as I'm sitting on the side of the tub in a towel, reading something, watching something, doing whatever, exfoliating, who knows. And then, uh, and then I'll run, I'll actually get in a warm shower and then I'll turn the hot off and it'll just go cold and I'll just stand there. And for the first like five to 10 seconds, it's so scary because <laughs> you're like, Oh my God, I'm so cold. I'm so cold. I'm so cold. And you just have to breathe. Um, I've done a lot of, uh, looking into Wim Hof stuff. He does yeah. a lot of like breathing things. Um, and I just, you know, there's a lot of people in the CrossFit space who do like cold, hot therapy. Um, so it's, it's cool. And it, I just, you leave and you're like, Ooh, that was painful when I did it, but I feel really good now. And I'm glad that I did it. So, so it's depending on like what you, you know, I'm not one of those like cold shower in the morning people. I will never be, I like my warm showers in the morning, but yeah. How long do you run the cold for? Um, just until it's like comfortable because your body will be reacting to the fact that it's cold and your skin is hot, right? So it's like, you've had that like, oh God, oh God, oh God moment. And then once you're kind of like, okay, I can do this. Then I kind of like, well, I'll turn around, make sure it's like on my front, on my back, like I've kind of covered my whole body. And then once you could just like be in there and start showering, then when, that's when I'm like, okay, I'm done. And then I just turn it off and retowel up. Wow. Yeah. So you don't have to like shower off the, bath at all like no. I like showered afterwards like body soap and like yeah I I don't know I um I mean I I never really take baths when I'm dirty if that makes sense <laughs> like I'll go to the gym and I'll come back and I'll shower mm, so like okay. I will have already showered that day so it's Got really it. just about like sitting in a hot bath and I don't put like crazy bath bombs in there the Epsom mm. salts dissolve and they're good for your muscles and your skin so I just like whatever and then um, the essential oils, I just put a couple drops in of like whatever I'm feeling like. And that's, you know, it's not a big deal. So nice. yeah, I don't feel like grimy or anything afterwards if that's. Yeah, I think maybe after. the bath bomb I used was very oily. So I didn't want to just like have like the oils mm. dripping everywhere. Yeah. So maybe that's what it is. Yeah, that could be. Hmm, yeah. inspired me. Now I want a bath tonight uh-huh maybe i will maybe the one thing i will say i learned this the hard way especially here in an old bathtub um my best friend got me this like tea soak it had like flower petals and oatmeal and this other stuff in this like satchel or satchel not a satchel a sachet yeah a sachet and uh you know and you're supposed to like soak it steep it in the tub and then it says an option to like open it up and use it as a body scrub and I was like okay cool and then I open it up and scrubbed it all over and then I realized it's like all in the water all in the bathtub 
And when I drain the bathtub, I'm looking at the drain and I'm like, this isn't good for the pipes. Oh. <laughs> sure enough, like two weeks later, I couldn't get my tub to drain and <gasps> I had to call maintenance. And this really nice guy came up to my apartment and, you know, it was like looking for hair. And I mean, these pipes are, the school started in 1898. So these pipes are like over a yeah. hundred years old. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was a little bit of a headache, but lesson right. learned. Okay, I have some last fun trivia questions. So mm. these will be relatively quick. Okay. What are three things you're obsessed with lately? Could be anything, product, show, mm. tool, app, I don't know, anything. Go Dispenza. <laughs> um, my breakfast of sliced Japanese sweet potatoes with avocado and everything bagel seasoning. That sounds so good. With eggs on the side. Oh. And my dog. <laughs> Those are like my top three right now. That, understandably. Yeah. I have to try that breakfast. Oh my God. Ugh, it's Japanese so good. Sweet potatoes are so good. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would you live? In the world. In the world. Um, Switzerland or Norway? Hmm. somewhere with big mountains have you been no I've been to Norway yeah I haven't been as well I think I I was in Switzerland for like a fly through hmm. but I haven't been to the mountains out there so you want to live by the mountains like forever yeah like this is living not just vacation yeah no this is living I love <laughs> okay. them I really really love them so Ooh. cold yeah. climate okay <laughs> um What's the best thing you've watched lately and you can't say Eurovision? Oh, dang it. I was going to say Eurovision. <laughs> um, oh, the best thing I've watched lately. I'm thinking about Netflix. I'm thinking about YouTube. Um, TikTok could be anything. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Oh, you know what? Well, I guess lately... That there was like a really cool TikTok of the sea shanty song going around. Have you heard that? No. Oh my God. Go look it up. <laughs> I hope that people are listening know what that means because there is this, there's this, uh, these like old whaling songs called sea shanties and somebody on TikTok sang like a part of the harmony or something or part, part of the song. And then other people layered on top of it. And it's like this kind of hypnotic song. And then somebody remixed it and added like a beat drop and all this other stuff. And it's pretty fantastic. <laughs> I, you need to send me the link to this. Yeah, I will. For it, but let's will. make. I'll try. I'll link it in the show notes too. <laughs> yeah, I will. My my nephew, my three year old nephew, is obsessed with the remix version. So oh my god, listen to it a lot. Yeah, that's so cute. Mm -hmm. uh, well, that goes in line with my next question: favorite song or album at the moment? Oh gosh, um, I'm not gonna cheat and open Spotify um favorite song or album I'm gonna say I actually really like Taylor's folklore album um but I also am really obsessed with uh the glass animal song heat waves mm, I have to hear that yeah it's great I'm also a folklore fan so that's yeah a good it's answer. good yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, what book or film was most life-changing for you? Um, 
Wow, these are hard questions. Um, I'm going to say E Squared by Pam Grout. It was the first uh, book that I read that talked about like energy experiments and manifestation and um, like making things that were previously thought of as woo woo into things that you can like use in your daily life. <laughs> uh, and I just, I love that. And it's like what I try to employ in my daily life now. So nice. Okay. Yeah. I need to get that book. I yep. I'll send that one over too. Cool. Okay. I have some friendship questions and then we will be done calling a friend. Yay. Fun. Outside of this, when was the last time you called a friend? Um, yesterday. Nice. Yeah. Yesterday afternoon. I called my friend Molly. She didn't pick up, but I left a message. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, was it scheduled or spontaneous? Yeah, no, it was spontaneous. I, uh, I rarely have scheduled friend calls. My last scheduled call though was with my friend, Danny, um, a good friend from high school. And we spoke on, I think that was Tuesday. Nice. That was really fun. Yeah, I haven't really caught up with her in a while. So the long catch-ups are always just really fulfilling and cup filling, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. That's good, you're on it. Um, <laughs> what are the top four qualities you look for in a potential friend? Um, humor, honesty, compassion, and, uh, positivity. Yeah. Yep. Those are good ones. Yep. What are the top ways that you feel loved by your friends? Um, I really nice text messages, just like getting stuff out of the blue, my best friend, Amanda is like the queen of encouragement. Um, she's just, I, I that is her love language <laughs> and, um, she's just really good at it. And she writes, she actually writes these like very long birthday cards. Um, and I'm, I'm not one to be able to do that. And I just think it's like so wonderful. And it, I just like feel so appreciated when I get them. Um, and also just like, calling just to say, Hey, you know, like people don't really use phones anymore, um, to, to, you know, for the reason that they were created and everyone's like a texter now, <laughs> yeah. which is fine. And I get it. And convenience is King, but like, it's just really nice to hear somebody's voice. And, um, you know, especially if it's somebody you haven't talked to in a while. And I, that's what I've been trying to do is like, when I think of anybody or I was having this weird reoccurring dream about this friend from home, like last month, and I finally, I didn't even have his phone number and I messaged him on Instagram and I was like, this is really weird, but I just wanted to let you know, like I was thinking of you. I wasn't going to be like, Aww. I was dreaming about you. <laughs> you, know? Um, you know, I'm not that weird, but I, uh, yeah. I mean, when I try, when I get hits of people, I try to like follow through on that because I feel like there's something there. Yeah. So. Oh, I love that. So true. Yeah. I, I think of, there's this one YouTuber I follow, Kelly Stamps, and she has like a flip phone that sometimes she'll post <laughs> like videos with. And it's like, maybe we all need to get like flip phones so we can remember, oh yeah, calling. That's yeah. what we used to do. Yeah. Remember when like only half of us had T9 texting and like, <laughs> yes. yeah, I was not a texter until like freshman year of college. <laughs> Oh my God. I forgot about T9 yeah. struggle, the struggle to so get hard. a sentence out. <laughs> oh my God. Gen Z will never understand. I know they know. have it way too easy. <laughs> okay. A couple more questions. How did you make most of your friends? Um, 
high school. Yeah, I so I, I the school that I'm living and working at, I went here too, and it's a boarding school. So I oh. had a healthy mix of it's all it's all girls, healthy mix of girls who were local and girls who were uh, boarders, but met lots of wonderful people from like around the world that I'm still in touch with. Um, was kind of a loner in college, honestly. Had like one friend for maybe two friends from my first college, and then transferred to UMass, and then um, had like a small group of people from my program. But I, you know, I don't have that like core from when you were a freshman and like went out to party and um yeah yeah and like smatterings from here and there but I would say high school yeah it's same here I felt like more socially connected in high school than in college it's almost Mm -hmm. like college was too big to get that easy like oh I just become friends with people like it was more like everyone's doing their own thing and yeah Lots of niches that you had to like figure out where you were fitting into. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's funny that that's so like difficult. But then I yeah. feel like everyone's like, college is when you get your friends for life. And it's like, did I do it wrong? <laughs> Oops. Yeah, no, you definitely did not do it wrong. No, yeah. there's no right way to do it, I don't think. Yeah, exactly. So okay, so then for some of our listeners who maybe have a desire for more friends, a desire for deeper relationships... <laughs> What are your tips for making friends and having like a healthy friendship with the people yeah. in your life? Um, I would say try to find like common interests. I mean, I think that's like the obvious one, but I now, I mean, moving home, a lot of my friends and acquaintances and people that I'm always kind of like around and hanging out with um, are people from the gym. Um, and I think that there's just, especially now as we're getting older, there's an even greater need to like be as much of yourself as you possibly can. And there's this great quote that I read the other day about, you know, stop fitting, stop trying to fit yourself into pieces of a puzzle that you don't belong in. Like, it's just, we don't need to be pretending to be anybody else to make people, to you know, make people happy and make people like us. And uh, I think like the more authentic you can possibly be, the better, because it's just a waste of time to be anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, why do it? (laughs) Do something that makes you happy and people that will also do those things will come into your life. Yeah. Yeah. It's scary though. If you've been conditioned to put on an act and like, Oh yeah. Try to be perfect or try to earn friendship. So. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's easy. I mean, I turned my life upside down before I was like, maybe I should practice being myself. (laughs) Yeah. So it's a process. It's a journey. Yeah. But thank you for your tips. Thank you for coming on Call a Friend. Are you oh. happy I called a friend today? This is so fun. I'm really glad we did this. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> I'm honored. <laughs> Yay. I'm so excited for people to hear. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ease and Grow. I truly hope you got something meaningful and valuable out of it. If you enjoyed this podcast and feel so inspired, then go ahead and leave a nice rating and review on whatever listening platform you're on. Another good deed for your day, share this episode with someone who needs to hear it. I truly love to connect, so reach out to me on Instagram at easeandgrowpod. There you'll see we share fun and inspirational posts and some behind the scenes content. As always, I'm wishing you joy, growth, and wellness. Have a magical week and see you in the next one.